What do you do when four episodes is not enough to cover all of the predictions for the 2023 housing market? Bonus episode. Yep. We're going to do a bonus episode today because what if there's a recession? A recession to screw this whole thing up, right? And then the predictions are useless, right? Well, let's bonus up and find out. What is up, my how to buy homies? How is everybody doing? This is David Sedoni, the dude that back in 2019 quit my brokerage after 13 years of seeing you first time homebuyers get the shaft. And I started this goofy podcast in my living room at two and three in the morning, much, much to the chagrin of my family. Still don't know what chagrin means, but they weren't grinning. That's all I know. <laughs> Uh, and now we've become the global phenomenon that is the leading authority serving and guiding you first-time home buyers with the most detailed and comprehensive information you're going to find anywhere. You just have to deal with me and my dad jokes. So if you're not a subscriber, first I have to ask who's holding a gun to your head right now and making you listen to this, because that's got to be the only reason that you are not a homie and subscribed and getting these episodes dropped into your phone immediately. Subscribe, subscribe. And homies, if you haven't written a review on Apple or Spotify, help a brother out. I have a revolution to start here, and I am tired of shooting TikToks just to get people to discover the podcast. Take 94 seconds, write a quick review. Thank you so much. All right, so we wrapped up the predictions in the forecast, epic four-part series. And now it's time for a bonus. Now, this is not a prequel like most of the people do when they wrap up a series. This is an actual straight-up regular old bonus. We're going to discuss how a recession could, could upend all of the predictions and forecasts that we talked about. And one of the ways we'll figure this out together is discussing how recessions historically affect the housing market. So first up, quick summary of the overall predictions that we did in the four-part series. Uh, you should be expecting a normal and stabilizing 2023 housing market compared to years past. <laughs> Except for rents, they're still going to suck. Yeah, sorry, gang. Rents are still just defying the odds. Uh, no big breaks for you there. Sorry about that. Mortgage interest rates probably have peaked in 2022 at that seven to seven and a half percent range, but you shouldn't be expecting a gigantic drop in 2023. This should go down a little bit this year with the expectations that maybe if you're waiting around for that 4% rate, it's probably going to take a couple of years for it to get there. So one great strategy that people are talking about is buy and refinance down the line, because with the inventory still massively low, supply and demand is once again going to create more demand than supply. So overall, the expectations for 2023 is expect a plus or minus one or two percent in your home pricing. Now, if the rates go down and the inventory improves and inflation improves and the Fed rate goes down, well, we could end up seeing prices rising in 2024. So perhaps you could buy now and hope that you're going to get that lower rate a little bit later on. And it could be the smartest thing for you to do because if we're anticipating the government's going to jump in and try and 
artificially control the market. We might have a flat market in 2023, but as we go into 2024, we could see prices start to go up. So buying right now, accepting the rate that you have, maybe doing a buy down on it, or maybe just waiting to refinance later on down the line could be a way for you to lock in that low price today. Now, if you're sitting there with me in your ear holes and you're shaking your head and you're thinking, no way, dude, based on any of the stuff that I said in that summary, then go back and listen to the details in the extended remix, wicked, 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 the long play version of the forecast. All those four episodes I just did, that's where the mad data and the six stats are going to ease your pessimistic mind. Also, you can go back and listen back in 2019 when I started dropping truth bombs and let you know that buying in the crazy markets of 2019, 2020, and 2021 was a damn good idea. Why would I tell you to do that? Well, so that you believe what I'm saying today. I've been doing this for a long time now. This podcast has a great track record, not because I'm a genius, but because I simply have been passing on the knowledge to you from the other people that I listen to who have 20 and 30 year track records. I am not the person that regurgitates the doomsday nervous Nelly headlines from the straight up dopes. Okay, so here comes the bonus fun about recessions. What if we go into a big stanky recession? Well, first up, a uh, little bit of a newsflash. Uh, we're kind of already dropping in and out of a recession for the past six to eight months. Yeah, maybe you've heard a little bit about that thing called inflation. And we did have the GDP drops last year. That's the basic economic indicator that they use to find out, are we in a recession? But several people expect more poop shall be slapping against the national economic fan later on in 2023. Back in 2019, I did say on the podcast that the stock market has been on an extremely long run without a major dip, what they call a crash versus a correction. Some of the minor dips, those are called the corrections, but a deeper dip that's something that we all should be preparing for because we haven't had one of those since 2008. So that means 2008, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 15 years where we haven't had a major dip in the stock market. Now, if you're new to adulting and you're not a nerdy old dude like me, drink. Oh, <laughs> hey, I just realized some of you guys might be new to the podcast. You're not a hardcore homie and you don't understand my drink. Reference. So for those of you who don't know, way back in 2021, episode 55, that was where a friend of mine who I helped her and her hubby move out of state, got him a unicorn in Portland, Oregon, even though they lived here in California. Uh, she's my friend. And when I was interviewing her about doing that big move to help out all my other listeners, uh, she roasted me a little bit for calling myself old on the podcast a lot. She thought it would be a great drinking game for everybody to drink every time I call myself old. Yeah, thanks, friend. That's a great idea. Let's get everybody as plastered as possible so they can make the biggest life decision they've ever had to make. Anyway, that's where it comes from. So back to the recession facts. I have studied them all because I'm a dorky real estate old dude. Drink. See, isn't this fun? So for those of you non-pathetic people out there who don't make understanding the historical data and information on housing stats your life's work, well, then you might think that a recession always is a bad thing, and it's totally going to upend the stable and normal forecasts and predictions that they're anticipating for 2023. 
Realtor.com said they don't expect the nation will succumb to a major recession, but they did say that lots of economists are not ruling it out entirely. Now, typically what happens during a downturn is the Fed cuts the interest rates. Now, that could cause mortgage rates, prices, and home sales to fall. Now, if you've been paying attention, you may have tilted your head like a dog on that one. More on that in a minute. The article goes on to say that while some home buyers are likely to jump into the market as soon as the rates go down, others are not going to want to make what is often the largest purchase of their lives during a downturn when maybe their jobs are not so stable. And some folks will become unemployed or lose overtime or their side hustles, making home ownership, unfortunately, just unaffordable for them. Daniel Hale from Realtor.com says, quote, if prices decline, it might bring buyers back but a more severe recession would mean fewer sales, unquote. Okay, now let's take a little minute to breathe all this in. Let's combine the last statement with the previous one. Okay, here's how it goes. This is what they said. Typically during a downturn, the Fed cuts its interest rates. That could cause mortgage interest rates, prices, and home sales to fall. And if prices decline, it may bring buyers back, but a more severe recession would mean fewer sales. Okay, this is for all my super informed homies out there. What's wrong with those statements? Do you know what's wrong with that? JT, you've been here for most of all this. I'm putting you on the spot right now. What's wrong with that statement? Typically during a downturn, the Fed cuts the interest rates. That could cause mortgage rates, prices, and home sales to fall. And if prices decline, it might bring buyers back. But a severe recession would mean fewer sales. What's wrong with that statement? Which of these six topics have the most profound? He's cheating. He's looking. Okay, he's cheating. Which of the six topics are going to have the most profound effect on that? Okay. Dropping the interest rates? Rates, rents, inventory, affordability, sales, or prices? Inventory. Yes. Inventory. That is correct. You're the winner. Sit back down. Woo. <laughs> yes. Inventory. Okay, so with all of that, inventory is still going to be low. So uh, thank you for paying attention. I appreciate that. Uh, and what's really interesting is they say that typically during a, a, a downturn, the rates and the prices and the home sales could fall. And like you said, you thought interest rates was going to be the first thing. Oh, yeah, interest rates. If the buyers come back and the inventory's low, guess what we're dealing with? Supply and demand. Now, funny, if mortgage rates drop, do we think that more or less buyers will think about buying? And if more buyers are back in the market, then do prices go up or down? JT. Up or down? Is there are more buyers in the market? Yes. Uh, uh. Correct. See, so even though they're talking about a recession, basically what they're saying is if everything goes to crap, well, then we're going to be in trouble. No, if everything goes to crap, we still don't have enough homes to buy. And everybody who's been on the sidelines in 2022, when rates got to 7%, they're going to jump back in. Now, is it going to drive things crazy? No. Are things going to drop like crazy? No. Remember the prediction, flat market. You see, a recession is bad if a business has a flood of inventory on the shelves. Imagine that. Say you're selling some kind of 
I don't know, a cell phone case, and you've got a billion of them on the shelf. Now, if the amount of the buyers suddenly drop, because let's say there's a recession and no one has any money, and now you've got a ton of those on the shelf, what are you going to do? Well, then you have to slash prices to liquidate them because we're in a downturn. But what if you didn't have a million phone cases on the shelf? What if you only had like 10 and your product was in short supply, but the demand was high already? And then the cost to purchase the product was lowered because of a recession, or in this case, because the cost to borrow the money, the interest rates, if they drop too, see where this is going? How much do you think those 10 phone cases are going to cost if people had to borrow to buy the case and now suddenly they can borrow for less money and people are realizing, ooh, now it's time to jump out and get that case. So what's crazy about 2023 is the reason that people are forecasting a flat plus or minus one or 2% year is because they are already factoring in a recession. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? Well, there's other data to go behind it. Buyers buy a home based on a monthly payment, not on a sales price. And if a $400,000 monthly payment drops by a few hundred dollars because interest rates drop, then now that same buyer with that same monthly payment can afford a $425,000 or $450,000 home. So where do you think prices are going to go if that's what happens? In a recession, the Fed is going to fight to slow down and hopefully end the recession by lowering the Fed interest rate and easing things for the consumer, which means now the consumers have more buying power. And you know how it goes when things get easy and more power. If it's easy and you have more power, everyone's going to jump on board. So take a look at this chart that I've mentioned in the past. Once again, those of you with me in your ear holes, don't worry, I'll describe it for you. Uh, this has the last six recessions. And in the last six recessions, home prices went up four out of six. I say again, home prices went up in four out of the last six recessions. First recession on the chart is 1980 during the saving and loan scandal and crisis. Look it up, gang. Housing prices went up 6.1% back then. And then in 1981, the second half of that recession, housing prices went up 3.5%. In 1991, we had a little bit of a recession there and prices dropped, but only 1.9%. And then in 2001, how many of you have heard of the dot-com bubble or the dot-com crash? That happened back then. Disastrous for so many people. But housing prices went up 6.6%. And then the next one, the big red line on the chart, you guessed it, 2008, the housing crash that you've all heard about, down 19.7%. And this is and was and always will be a gigantic anomaly on your economic chart for all time. The reason why this one is always going to be that weird outlier and that low spike for history is because that recession was fueled by the greedy banks and the housing industry playing dirty. All of that's done. Regulations have changed it. Not to mention the fact lenders are not giving away money like candy anymore. Think of it this way. If this chart was showing you how tech stocks did during a recession, they might look great, but the dot-com bubble burst of 2001 
our chart shows 6.6 appreciation in housing. But if this was a tech stock chart, that recession, that would have been a huge 30, 40% drop because you're looking at what caused the recession. So in 2008, this recession was caused by the housing market. That's why it's 19.7% drop. The recession that we have coming will not be caused by the housing market because the inventory is far, far too low. And our foreclosures are at 0.0% And then the last recession we have on the chart, this one should really make you think. We had a global freaking pandemic in 2020. And yes, we had a recession. While we were all out wiping down our groceries and wondering if the world was coming to an end, there was an economic recession. People lost jobs. People freaked out. Nobody knew what was going on in the future. And you know what happened to home prices? They dipped for six weeks and then they went up 6%. Again, home prices went up 6% in a global freaking pandemic. In a normal pressure release slowdown recession, people actually cling to housing as a hedge against the tough economic factors. Housing actually is a stabilizing force for many people out there. So if you're concerned about what's going on, if you think there's going to be a stock market plunge, it's happened numerous times before, and it did not crash housing. The crash that you know about was created by housing. A regular recession, housing usually survives and sometimes thrives. Okay, and I am have my eyes closed if you're listening to this. I'm going to do this one more time. If you're still listening to this and you are arguing with me and you think that for sure we're going to have a crash like 2008, number one, punch yourself in the face. Number two, okay, maybe don't punch yourself in the face if you haven't gone back and listened to all the other episodes where I talked about why this isn't going to be a crash like 2008. Uh, and then if you go back and listen to all those and you still think so, then punch yourself in the face. But just to be nice, I'm going to give you some more stats. 2008 was a once-in-a-lifetime event, and it is not the way the housing market usually reacts during a recession because that recession was caused by the housing market. Therefore, the reaction was different than anything you're going to ever see. So I'm going to give you some more stuff on a brand new chart for those of you watching. And if you forgot all the hours and hours of data that I gave you in all the previous podcasts, here's the chart. Jobs lost in 2008, 8 million. 2023, lowest unemployment in years. Total W-2 payroll jobs in 2008, 130 million. 2023, 153 million. Total jobs, 2008, 138 million. 2023, 158 million. Are you seeing the pattern here? How about this one? Subprime loans, 2008, uh, everywhere, like freaking Ryan Reynolds. 2023, Subprime loans, almost non-existent, like Kanye's career now. And then there's an interesting stat on this chart, the five-year build-out on new homes. These are the projections, the projects, the zoning, the everything the builders have in place. In 2008, they had 7.65 million homes on the books ready to be built. In 2023, we only have 4.6 million homes. So, JT... What is that stat about? Uh, availability of homes. Inventory. Jesus. Anybody want a job? Okay. Availability.
availability of homes. What is the, what is another word for availability of homes? Look, if you want to talk to the people, you need to use the same word over and over again. Don't confuse them. That's okay. Inventory of homes. And that's why he's on that side of the camera. Okay, our next one. Active inventory in the market. In 2008, 4 million homes. 2023, 1 million homes. Ooh, that's an old reference. That was Austin Powers. Oh, I said old. Drink. Next up, mortgage delinquency. In 2008, 10.1% of people were late on their mortgages. 2023, 3.6%. Foreclosures in 2008, this only says it's between 4 and 5%. But then in 2009 and 2010, that number, uh, I believe the technical term was a jillion. In 2023, the number of foreclosures on the market, 0.6% not even 1% of every home that has a mortgage right now. There, put that to bed once and for all. Now, what does all this mean? Inventory of homes. Oh my God, I'm going to kill him. Okay, no, uh, yes, good, good answer. Thank you, JT. Inventory of homes is very important, but let's talk about all the factors, realizing that that one factor might be one sixth of the equation, but holds a larger percentage. What we just figured out is that we're not going to have a recession like we had in 2008. That is true. But we are likely going to have a recession like the ones we've had out of those six that we talked about. So how do we factor a recession into the flat predictions of the 2023 market? Newsflash, we've already factored it in. People have already figured it out. If you combine all the factors, the ones that say the price drops and the lack of affordability due to high prices and high rates but they also are factoring in the buyer demand, the lack of inventory, and our usual resiliency through a regular recession, like we did during the most recent times in the global pandemic, the prognosticator's best predictions are a simple, flat wash, plus or minus one or 2%. So waiting for a crash to save yourself some money is actually just gonna cost you your rent money. It's simply going to delay your cash input into a home where you can start reaping all the benefits, meaning there's not going to be a huge fire sale on homes coming this year. So what do you do as a first-time home buyer? Well, simple. You do math. You jump on the magic school bus with Miss Frizzle and you bust out your calculator and you work together so you can embrace the fact that if you rent at average rents, Buying a home is smarter than renting, most likely even at 6% mortgage rates. The greatest protector in every recession is the safe investment in your home. Unlike other investments, you're going to have to spend this monthly money every single month out for shelter anyway. And based on the last six recessions, four of them went up. That means you've got a 66% chance of you making money with that payment that you're going to have to pay every month anyway. And actually, I'm going to put it higher than a 66% chance. Due to that one key factor, what is it, JT? Inventory of houses. Low inventory, supply and demand, still making people who need places to live. People are making people. People need to live places. Remember, 
The housing inventory problem isn't just because people are afraid to sell their homes or they don't want to leave their 3% interest rate. There's a whole bunch of reasons behind the inventory problem. I mentioned it before. The entire state of California is being held by these regulations and different government guidelines that are coming in. And the city of Dallas built more homes recently than the entire state of California. Inventory is a problem. So what does all this mean for you? Start your planning today. I say it all the time. Why? Why do people, when they anticipate a storm coming, just stop? Don't do anything. Bury their head in the sand. Hide. If the storm is not here yet, well, then you've got plenty of time to board up the windows and to gather the food and protect your family. Why would you just run to the basement and close the door and wait for it if it's not coming till tomorrow? Start your protection plan today. Save it a little extra. Automate those savings. And for real good measure, go to howtobuyahome.com and click Ask David to start your plan now. At howtobuyahome.com, we don't care if you're not ready to buy a home for a year or two years. That's the point of this whole thing. That's why I got in my living room in the middle of the night. I wanted to help people with the planning. So don't let the fear of recession stop your planning. That's what we do. What is the worst thing that can happen if you start planning today? Seriously, think about it. What's the worst? Now you have some extra savings and reduced debt. Sounds pretty good to me. So let's get you a plan started to take advantage of when it is the best time for you to do this, no matter when that is. Be prepared, like the Boy Scouts or that Lion King song. Be prepared. Remember that one? Okay, anyway, share, rate, review the podcast, spread the word on Reddit and all over all the other community boards. For some reason, people love telling people what to do on Reddit. Tell them to come find the podcast. Viva la Revolution. Tout peut le faire. <laughs> That's French. You can do this.